Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> it's good to be back with a brand new episode of Single You, the podcast. And I do have a guest today. Uh, my name is Rika, and I would like to shout you out if you've been listening to the podcast for the past two years. And if you're new, you have been going through this catalog, girl. I see you. The numbers are continuing to climb, and I appreciate the shares, the love, and the messages on Single You, the podcast. I'm just trying to be a light, a light for single women, and I want us to no longer tie our identity to men, okay? And how do we stop doing that? By shifting the mindset. So I hope that is what I'm helping you do with this podcast. Now, today's guest, let's talk about Claudia. So. She reached out to me on LinkedIn, actually. She found me and asked if she could be uh, a guest on the podcast. So, of course, I was like, okay, well, who are you and what's your story, girl? And I always have guests fill out a questionnaire and then we do a pre-call and then we record for you because I always want to make sure that um, they have a couple of things that I feel you would need to be a guest on my podcast. I'm very intentional and very particular. So Claudia is an author. She has a book out called Brighter Days. And um, the link, we talk about the book. She actually even reads from the book on this episode. Uh, of course, the link to her website and book and where you can get all of her information will be in the show notes. But yeah, so she's uh, an author. She's a coach. And she's actually an actress from Peru. She lives in Las Vegas right now. Um, but she is an actress, a telenovela actress. And so we kind of talk about, touch on it a little bit in her story, um, her story arc that you will hear on this episode. Now, Claudia is on her third marriage. She's been married now for 16 years, happily married. Okay. The story of how she got to this third marriage is a cautionary tale. It is a lesson for us. We talk about value systems and how religion uh, can be at our detriment. Listen, if you have been listening to Single Youth Podcast for a while, you know me. There is a difference between religion versus having a relationship with God, trying to be like Jesus. Religion can be at our detriment. And we talk about that, how it was a fixed mindset for her, limited belief, um, mess with her self-esteem, growing up Catholic and having this religious hold on herself. And with that, she did stay in her first marriage because, oh, you know, if you're a good Christian Catholic woman, you can't get a divorce. And unfortunately, she was abused. So trigger warning, we will talk about that, not in super detail, but we do talk about it in a loss of a child. So if that's a trigger for you, this may not be the episode for you. So, um, okay, I did want to put that out there. Also, we talk... <laughs> Raise your hand if you've overstayed your welcome. We talk about that in the moments where Claudia knew she should leave, but didn't leave. Again, because of limited beliefs, that religious hold, bad self-esteem, she didn't really love herself, and then how she finally got out, the moment where she was like, you know what, this ain't for me. Not the first one or the second one, okay? And the first and the second were pretty much back to back. Um, and so how she got again to her third marriage is beautiful. And we talk about that at the end and I ask her, you know, so she's been through the two, uh, marriages and now on her third and, and she talks about love versus lust because I ask her that. So 
you know, you, you have had these experiences. So could you help us out as the single women? Okay. <laughs> and let us know your, your definition and what you think lust versus love. What is the difference? And um, I even mentioned, you know, it's Whitney Houston, her song, like, how will I know if he really loves me? Okay, I'm going to stop singing. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we do talk about that as well. And I think that she gave us a very wonderful, beautiful, um, tangible definition. So you will have something to walk away from, from this episode. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Um, don't forget, you can always hit me up. I am on TikTok, Twitter, maybe leaving Twitter because Elon. But anyway, uh, and Instagram, you can always reach out to me. It will not be weird if you have any questions, if you have any topics that I have not touched on that you would like to hear me touch on. Um, and if you ever have a question for me and I'm like, oh, I definitely talked about this in like episode 32. So listen here, I can do that as well. If you're like, girl, you got like 80 episodes. How can I, I need to find something that'll speak to me right now. So I got you. You just have to hit me up. Okay. Cause I can't see you. I don't know that you're listening. Tiffany, Samantha, Angela, Jamie. Uh, I don't know that you're listening and I would love to hear from you. Okay. All right. I'm going to play the intro. We'll get into the episode. A commercial will play in the middle of the episode, and then we'll get right back to finish the episode. Please listen to the commercial all the way through. That is how I get paid. Okay? All right. Here we go. I said, how did you wake up this morning? <laughs> What's up, girl? My name is Rika, and thank you so much for listening to Single You the podcast, whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, aka the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? <laughs> All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there. All right, I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist. But I will say this a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yeah, it's just me and you right here, hey, <laughs> will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me, Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast.
So yes, as I said, my guest today uh, is an author. Uh, she has created journals for you. The book that she has written is called Brighter Days. She's also an abundance coach and her name is none other than Claudia Noriega Bernstein. Thank you so much for being on my show today, Claudia. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Hey. And I apologize for my voice today, but I think I'm going to keep it. Even yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be sick, but I kind of like it. Well, yeah, the sick voice is kind of sexy sometimes, right? Like yeah. I don't feel very well, but I sound great. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So I really do appreciate you sticking through it. I asked you if you wanted to reschedule and you're like, no, I got my medicine. I'm ready to record. So I do. Yeah. I really do appreciate you. I love the work that you're doing and you are a right fit for Single You the Podcast. So again, thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday. I appreciate you. Of course. And you know, everything that happens every day are just circumstances. So if we can see through and try to figure out a way of make things work out, why not? You know, why not? So, yeah, I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yay. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, obviously, I do have questions that I want to ask you. Um, and then for the audience listening, for you listening, we will talk to Claudia about her book, the journals, um, and her being an abundance coach. But you know, on my podcast, Single You the Podcast, I always ask this one question. It's always my first question, Claudia. And so I want to ask you, did anyone have a conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship when you were growing up? Did anybody have that conversation? No, nobody had that conversation. Well, I'm 55 years old. So if they would have that conversation with me, it would have been like 40 years ago. And I come from Peru. So more so it wasn't something available. Yeah. You know, I think um, at the time where I was growing up, kids were just expect to learn by what they were looking or experiencing, but nobody really sat down with me and say, okay, this is what you should tolerate. And this is what you should be looking forward to. So no, nobody did. Right. Right. And by the way, I, you, <laughs> I know you listening on the podcast, you cannot see Claudia, but she is a gorgeous. <laughs> when you told me you were 55, I said, she wasn't. No, what? <laughs> You mean 38? No, I'm, I'm 55. I have yeah. a 30 year old daughter. Wow. Well, you look good. Um, Thank if you. You're watching this on the video version, you know what I'm talking about. Even in all your sickness, you look great. <laughs> and I, I didn't do my hair and I have lip, lip gloss on. That was about it. <laughs> the lip gloss is popping, Claudia. Thank you. So, um, okay, so nobody had the conversation. And so, was that at your detriment? Do you think that is why? Um, cause of course I know part of your story and we're going to go into it, mm -hmm. but you think that's, do you think that is why you were in the relationships that you were in that were um, unhealthy? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think I, I remember seeing my dad having a very stable relationship and of course I wanted to emulate that, but I didn't know what, what really, what was really happening in the relationship. It was just like seeing a, a picture and the picture was perfect but I didn't know what it took for him to achieve that picture, if you know what I mean. Okay. And on the other hand, my mom um, married a couple of times. So that was not a consistency as far as I'm going to get married and be with this person for the rest of my life. But I always heard or listened to people saying, you know, when you get married, you have to stay married. And that 
stayed with me for a long time, you know. And after I experienced a very heartbreaking situation where my partner cheated on me with somebody very close to me, um, I became a little cynical. So I was like, you know, maybe I wasn't worthy of being loved and maybe I'm going to let somebody choose me instead of me choosing somebody that I would want to spend my life with. So in a lot of way, those limited beliefs shaped me the way I was and made me choose the wrong people based on those beliefs. Yeah. Oh, there's so much you said right there. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I've been taking notes as you're talking because I'm like, oh, I want to touch on that. I want to touch on that. So let's talk about your dad first um, and being mm -hmm. in the relationship that he was in. I totally understand what you're saying because um, I don't know how much you know about my background, but I do. I grew up in a two-parent household and I love my parents and they had a great mm -hmm. relationship. They're still married. Um, they're the mm -hmm. cutest old couple now, but you're right. They never really sat me down and said, this is how we got to this. These right. were the trials and tribulations. Now, on one hand, I'm like, thank God, because I don't want to have these conversations with my parents. But sure. on the other hand, it would have probably deterred me from being in the types of relationships that I was in if I had more of an insight into how my parents dealt with their, again, trials and tribulations, their disagreements and what have you. And understanding that he's not allowed to cuss me out. He's not allowed right. to He's not allowed exactly. to, he's not allowed, you know what I mean? Like it, it I guess it would have been nice um, uh, to have those conversations. Is that how you feel about the relationship between you and your dad as well? My relationship with my dad was amazing. Right. So right. I knew um, how a relationship based in respect right. looks like. I knew how his relationship with my stepmom looked like. But you're right. I didn't know about boundaries, for example. I didn't know what boundaries my dad and my stepmom had to be able to be in a relationship and enjoy the relationship and grow with the relationship. When my dad passed away, my stepmother never married again. It was it. For her was, this is the love of my life. And I am. I feel blessed that I was able to share those years with this person. But I don't want another person in my life. I'm done. So she forgot to be she forgot how to be a woman to an extent and she just put all her attention on my sister because i i had a, a, another sister from my dad and my stepmom and i can see why she did that i don't 100 percent agree because everybody comes to your life at different stages and yes she was very happy with my dad but i also feel that she could have also be happy with somebody else yeah, yeah. If she wanted to put in the work, but I guess she didn't. It, right, exactly. It's it that that work is hard, and then also finding somebody who would have been like your dad, like up there. You know what I mean? Measure like, up to that. Yes. Measure up. It's a lot of um, people, let alone men, are not doing the work to right. want to do the work with him. Like, well, if you're not doing it on yourself, then I don't even want to be in a relationship with you. So exactly. Uh, but I, I 100%. I see. I see what you're saying. So. The next thing that you said, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how I heard it. You said that mm -hmm. you know after um, one of your exes cheated on you, it made you very cynical. And so you were in a space where you let the men choose you instead mm -hmm. of you choosing them. Is yes. that what you Yes. yes. I, I actually told myself I'm never going to fall in love again. That's it. 
Yeah. So when so, you were in that space, were you just dating and you were just out here? Like, what were no, you? No, no. I uh, that person just came into my life. I wasn't looking for it. Um, he was ten years older than me, and he pursued me, and we ended up getting married. And that was it. But it wasn't like I have this idea of how that person that I'm looking for should look like. Yeah. Like right now, for example, if you ask me, because of the work I have done with myself, I know which one, which are non-negotiables for me. Yeah. Like perhaps, I don't know, and I am happily married, but if I would be single, I perhaps I would not know what am I looking for in, 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 in the whole list, you know? But I do know what are non-negotiables. And, and I that. think that's the most important thing to have. Yes. So that I have 35 things on this list that this guy mm -hmm. must have. It's more about, okay, this is my value system and I'm not going below this. Right, yeah. right. Those are my pillars. And if this person is not in alignment with my pillars, then I'm not going to waste my time. Right, right. You know, and, and that really narrows it down so much easier. I mean, I said that to my kids. You know, you might not know what you want, but as long as you know what you don't want, you're halfway there. Yeah. So we need to listen to ourselves and we need to really pay attention to the red flags. Those red flags are not there just, you know, to make our life more colorful. Those red flags are there to teach us a lesson. Right, right. <laughs> I love how you said that. The red flags aren't there to make the life more colorful, darling. <laughs> to the red flag, okay? I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then let's take a uh, let's take a step back um, uh, because when you were in a space of like, I don't really know what my non-negotiables are. I don't know what I I want. What have mm -hmm. you? When you did get married, you were in that space. Is that when you? That's your first marriage. So were you nineteen at that time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know that, um, uh, unfortunately, that was a tumultuous relationship for you. So, so let's talk about that. How was that relationship for you? Um, it was, it was, I'm sorry. It was extremely abusive, but, and I don't want to say this as a, as I don't want to, I don't want this to sound as I'm judging my mother, but my mom used to spank us and do all those kind of things that parents used to do before. I mean, by all means, I'm not saying that a good spank once in a while, you know, can set the record straight with the kids, but it was a little more physical. So when I got married and he started being physically abusive, I was very confused because as a child, you think nobody's going to love me more than my parents. So if my parents, are behaving this way maybe I deserve this and that's how you start with the limited beliefs you know I mean if I deserve this or oh, this is the way this person loved me then when you're an adult and somebody behaves like that you immediately blame yourself because you go back to that child that's the memory you have that's the limited beliefs that you have so yeah. you're going to accept that behavior as normal or as deserving because, oh my God, what did you do? I mean, I clearly remember one time coming back to my grandparents' house and I was very upset because he had been very physical with me. And my grandmother, my mom's mom came downstairs and said to me, I wonder what did you do to deserve that? And I was like, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, I couldn't believe she was saying that, but in the same token, that's the mentality, you know, it's like, we're talking about 40, 45 years. I mean, 
you know, that's how they were raised. Not that my mom was abused um, or my grandmother was abused, but they're thinking, you know, well, I, the man is in control and you probably did something wrong or something bad. And that's where you end up being punished. Yes. So sit in the corner and behave like a wife should. So you're not getting hit on. And yeah, when you're little, um, you can, when you are getting whoopings and stuff like that, which I did mm -hmm. as well. If you associate that with love, of course, when you grow up and it makes and, sense. And then you have no conversation from anybody to say, now, listen, I was doing this because you spared the rod, you spared the child and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. I wanted to make sure you had discipline and I wanted to make sure you didn't run out in the street and get hit by a car. Nobody right. explains that to us on why, you know, whether you believe it's right or wrong, that's a personal choice, but mm -hmm. nobody explains to us on why. So then, yes, of course, my mom loves me and she hits me. So therefore, right. I'm going to- Therefore, my husband loved me and he hits me too. Exactly. But then you start thinking also- with all those other limited beliefs that you adopt, you know, like we were talking before, you know, you're not supposed to be divorced, you know, you have to listen to your husband, you know, he's the breadwinner and blah, blah, blah. Even though I was working, but they were like hierarchies, you know, he was more important than me. That was my belief. I don't want to get divorced because people get married for the rest of their life. So, you know, and I should I should just obey. I should just be the person that this man wants me to be. And this is one of the reasons why I created that journal for women. And I name it. I don't shrink to fit because what a good name. Yes, Keep because going. so, so many times I have felt like I was shrinking to fit whatever mold society, my mother, my my friends, my family, my co-workers were creating for me and then you're in that imagine you you're like the genie in the bottle so inside that bottle you have your limited beliefs you have um your um your taboos that you grow up with mm -hmm. you know you have the guilt you're because guilt is stuff. huge yep. you know i mean i'm catholic you know yeah. they engrave it in your head you grow up with guilt if you don't do that god is going to punish you you know, instead of teaching children, God is your friend. He's going to understand and he's going to forgive you instead of if you don't do A, B, and C, you're going to get punished. When I'm already getting punished in the earth. So right. imagine the, the salad in my head, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that you brought up the fact that you grew up Catholic, you are Catholic, and the divorce thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, one of the conversations that we had, a precursor to this interview was that relationship, um, the first marriage that you were in, mm -hmm. uh, lasted how long because of your limited belief of them telling you that we do not get divorced, right? So how long did that marriage last? And then when did you break out of that cycle to say, okay, I can't, this is not, I got to get a divorce. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't just the fact that I didn't want to want to get a divorce. I mean, we were talking in the in the pre-call. Um, one time, my dad came to visit me, and I didn't open the door because I had a black eye, and I didn't want to put him in that position. But in the same token, if you take a step back, is me not feeling worthy? Because if this is how my mind was working, if my my dad doesn't know that I'm being abused. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. He's not going to have to defend me. Yeah. But what happened if I tell him and then he doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. which I'm sure he would do. But right. when I was in that moment, in that place that I didn't feel that I was worthy, that I yeah. wasn't, not, that wasn't enough, then those thoughts came to my mind. So I was yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, I was, I was just, girl, I was just about to say that. I guarantee you, you had shame mm-hmm. on some level. You felt right. like, well, I deserve this. I, I did something and I angered him and then he did this. And this I don't want to bring anybody else to this because yeah. this is all my fault. Yeah. And that is a very um, heavy, awkward, embarrassing situation for your dad, your right. dad to see you like that. Exactly. And that's a hard door to walk through to say, I'm going to open this door and then all hell is about to break loose. Exactly. You know, uncomfortable situation when you have a lot of those layers of limited beliefs and shame and and, and stuff like that. So yeah, totally understand. Mm -hmm. So I choose to hurt him by not allowing him inside my house. And that was so painful to me because in a way I was protecting him. I was protecting me, but I was lying to him. Yeah. Yeah. Which was against all my beliefs at the same time. Yeah. So, and, and you feel lost because who are you going to go to? Your mm-hmm. priest? You're going to go to your priest and say, my husband beat me up. The priest is going to tell you, what did you do? Why he's doing that? Bring him over. Let's talk to him. You cannot get a divorce. Yeah. You know it's, what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially like you said, you know, you being 55 looking great, but that was even your 15 years older than me, 15, 16 years older than me, even then was a different time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Today we are a little bit, you know, the, the tide is, it's going up and going down and going, you know, it's a lot of political. You have more options right now because not everybody thinks the same way. Exactly. So you can even find a friend who will tell you, I'm sorry, what? You what? need to get out of that situation exactly. right now. Exactly. And she will go help you pack your bags. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm that exactly. person. Right? Yeah. Um, and so how then, well, first of all, how long did that marriage, um, almost last? six years. Okay. Okay. So what was the moment for you, Claudia, where you said, I have to get, this is not for me. I have to get out. When I lost a baby, I was pregnant and he came very intoxicated and he was very abusive and he left after he was very abusive. And I went and took a shower because he got his way with me and the baby came in the shower and I was like, oh no, because for me, when I got pregnant was like, well, at least I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to have something that is mine that I'm going to raise different. I wasn't even thinking um, I don't want to raise this child in this environment. I was just thinking in that moment, oh my God, I have something that is growing inside me. This is a miracle, you know? And they have told me I couldn't have kids. So this was like amazing. And because he was having a lot of issues with drugs and alcohol, he was very jealous and he didn't believe maybe that that baby was his. Who knows what was in his mind, but he was very aggressive. So I lost it. And um, I remember calling my mom and my mom had to take me to like, I don't know how you would call that, but it's like, you know, like uh, outside the city 
to the beach and oh, okay. we stay in we stay in a like a bed and breakfast yeah. until mm -hmm. my face was back to normal you know yeah. and we went to the doctor first and the doctor told me that I have lost the baby that I didn't, wasn't pregnant anymore um and then after a week we came back and he showed up with mariachis in my mom's house and my mom said I think he's regretting it everything he's doing maybe you should give him another chance Mom. So I went back and every single night I thought to myself, I need to get out of this. I need yeah. to get out of this until I got the courage to just grab my, my purse and leave. And I actually asked my father to go and take the stuff out of the place. I wasn't even, I wasn't even in Peru when that happened. I said, I need you to go and get my stuff. Good. And I, I, I ran away. Yeah. I pretty much ran away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and at this time, um, since you got married about 19, six years, you're about 25, 26. I was, uh, 20, I was about to be 25. Yeah. And so, whew, that was, I just want to take a moment for that. Um, especially, I'm sorry that you um, lost a child, uh, especially that young. So, the 19 year old that you were mm -hmm. going into that relationship. If another 19 year old is listening to this episode or 22 or however old she is, and she's going into the relationship that you were in for six years at marriage, what do you wish somebody told you? What do you wish somebody would tell that girl that would stop her from going into that relationship? What red flags did you pass up? I didn't even listen to my dad because my dad said to me, you have a choice. You don't have to be in this relationship. And he didn't know anything about it, but he knew that I changed. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, my, my spark was gone. Your energy was different. The vibe, we call that vibes. Your vibe yeah. was different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he was like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, um, you got to think about it. You have a choice, you know? And I was like, I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. I don't care because no, I didn't tell anyone that I have sold this person with my boyfriend. I didn't tell anyone. So no one, knew. I, at that time I was doing soap operas in Peru and he was my co-star. So I went and quit the soap opera. Yeah. And I left. I was like, I didn't even tell, I didn't even talk to him about it. He didn't know why I was breaking the relationship with him, why I was quitting the, the soap opera, why I was leaving. He had no clue. Uh, probably six, seven years later, um, I bump into him in Miami. He, he passed away too, but we, 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 we had peace with each other okay. and we had a conversation and, he never had got married and he said to me, I will never stop regretting what I did. That was stupid. Wow. Yeah. 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 It, it was very hard because that was kind of like my first love. Of course. You know? Of course. And so after that, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah. But then the I don't care, it would have been okay if this person would have been nice. But it was a nightmare, you know? 
Right. So. Right. right. And but I do I do like what you said at the beginning um, uh, about not you know you didn't listen to your dad but your dad noticed that your energy changed right yeah that is that that is a great indicator of what is right for us and what is wrong for us right there's a quote I see it on Twitter a lot that says but sis how do, how does your nervous system feel around him right. So how does he make you feel? Not this like fantasy version of how does he make you mm -hmm. feel? But I'm sure you were nervous around him. The energy was always off, especially when you when I was he, afraid of him. Yeah, exactly. And how I was terrified. I didn't know what to say, what not to say. Yeah. The minute that he had a drink in his hand, I knew what was coming, but I yeah. couldn't tell anyone. Yeah. You know, I was quiet. Um I I even started you know, drinking and doing things with him because I didn't know what else to do. You know, I mean, I, you, if you can with, with your enemy join him, you know, kind of it. So, um, it was a really dark, dark right. part of my life. I, I had anorexia, you know, I, I was super skinny. Um, I didn't love myself. I didn't I love myself because I didn't believe that I was worthy of being loved. Yeah. And it always starts with yourself, you yeah. know, it, yeah. it doesn't start with what somebody else tell you, which is great. When somebody comes and, and give us compliments and we want to adopt those compliments, that's fabulous. You it know, but, but, <laughs> but we need to believe those compliments. If not, we're just living in, in function of what everybody else is saying. And Absolutely. that's not real. So Absolutely. one of the things that I do with my clients is a lot of mirror exercises. Because you are the first person that you need to love. You are the first person that you need to respect. You are the first person that you need to look up to. It starts with you. And until you don't feel that you are a whole and you don't need another half to be who you are meant to be, then you're going to be looking for those halves everywhere. And oftentimes... There are people out there that are predators and they know when your your self-esteem is in the floor, they know they can they can smell it. They're like, that girl is broken. I'm gonna take advantage. And and and, and even with yes, they can catch the especially narcissists, they can mm -hmm. catch the vibe, they can understand, they can smell it. But it's even in your actions, you know, just as we were saying earlier, you didn't even have boundaries, you didn't know what those were. So no. As Maya Angelou says, you teach people how to treat you. So if exactly. I don't have any boundaries, if I'm just allowing him to do whatever, of course it's a free fall. Whatever, like, right? right. Like she has no boundaries. They're on the floor. They're below the floor. So I'm going to keep treating her as such because she's not going anywhere. And but so we always—I'm sorry to interrupt you. We we always feel that we set the boundaries for other people, but we set the boundaries for ourselves, and Girl, that's a preach. huge huge misconception yes you yeah, know preach. i i talk about this in one of my posts um if you go to a museum and there is a red robe protecting a picasso it's not because the picasso is going to jump on you it's you know what i'm saying so you need to protect yourself and if you don't protect yourself then whose fault it is that somebody's taking advantage there we go where is your accountability where's your responsibility Yep. Yep. There you go. Raise the bar. Raise yeah. the bar. So, um, 
let's talk about, uh, so you, you, you ended up getting that divorce and, mm-hmm. uh, thank God, you know, I, I'm glad that you found the strength to walk away. Um, uh, but then there was a second marriage. And yeah. so talk about that second marriage. Um, I believe when we talked about it, you didn't say it was abusive. It just wasn't for you. It was, uh, it was a great marriage. It was a great marriage. And I got married with him four months after. And there were a lot of reasons why we got married. I mean, I think we were more in lost than in love. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, okay. Yep. Um, another reason was I was afraid that my first one was going to come and bring me back. But since I was married, he couldn't do it. Oh, you know I what I'm it. saying? Yeah, so yeah, I was so like, okay, right. no, I'm I'm with somebody else and you cannot do this anymore. Right, right. It was like you were, it was kind of like witness protection. Right. So I'm going to put this marriage and you can't take me out of it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then um, as far as I knew, I couldn't have any more children. So we were very clear, both of us, that this was going to be, you know, fun. Two young people getting married, yeah. we're never going to have kids. But yeah. God had different plans. So I got pregnant. Yeah. Okay. And and I had my first daughter, and little by little I fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. We created a life together. We had three amazing kids. Um, he was an entertainer, and again I got comfortable, even though I I had grown in a lot of ways. But I was so mesmerized with my bubble. And with my life that I didn't want to listen to anyone. I didn't want to see anything. And he was playing, you know. And and when I found out that he was playing, I was like, uh-uh. I shrink, I shrunk to fit before. I'm not doing this now. Yeah. And so, when you playing, do you mean cheating on you? He played you? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. All of the above. Okay. Oh. But he was a great husband. So I never, you know, had to... Um, uh suspect or or question him you know um, but, but were people telling you that in, when you said you didn't want to listen to people do you feel like you had maybe heard more yes more? yes I, some people were saying what well, the the you know the other entertainers would make comments blah 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 but um i i needed i needed to see it with my eyes and oh, once right. i saw it then i was like no this is yeah. not for me so and oh yeah so and and he was like you're the love of my life this was just whatever and i was like okay but that whatever is gonna be staying with you because this one here is not you know but yeah it's like at that moment even though yeah there was a moment of like um the veil was pulled over your eyes and you were in Mm -hmm. love so looking through it through those rose colored glasses you had worked on yourself enough to have your non-negotiable, whether you knew it or not. Exactly. And that moment when your non-negotiable was challenged, you said, oh no, I'm good. This I'm is, good. This is it. I know what it is now. This is it. And I'm, right. I'm out. So you, right. yeah. And then yeah. some of my friends were saying, look the other way. He's in love with you. You guys have, have a beautiful family. But you know, I was thinking, is this the example I want to give to my daughters? Is this what I want my daughters to see as yeah. the road they have to follow? I had those limited beliefs mm-hmm. and I made some mistakes because of the limited beliefs. I don't want my kids to have those limited beliefs. What somebody think is not a fact, is what they think. And oftentimes we are under the understanding that we have to 
um, stay with those beliefs. But like habits, you can replace those beliefs as well. You okay. can say, you know what? This belief doesn't work for me. It doesn't apply to me. So I am going to change that for something that is more aligned with what I want to be. Right. With right. the person that I meant to be. Yeah. I love, okay. So I just had it, and I get, I get this question a lot, um, especially when I was actively coaching. Right now, coaching for me is on pause, but you know, it, women would tell a story about a guy and then they would mm -hmm. always ask, is this love? And my answer is, what is your definition of love? Exactly. If it does not match up with that, then it is not. It's, this is not your version because to me, it's not as black and white as like, these are the things that mean he loves you and you mean, you know, it's like it, the, the, um, the Whitney Houston's, how will I know? Yeah. You will only know through your lens, right? You and only know when you know. When you know, mm -hmm. not what Rika thinks, not what Claudia thinks, not what, and so what I did is, is um, I'll just quickly tell this story is 2017 when I got out, out of that, my abusive relationship, I dove head first into my relationship with God because I wanted to know how he defined love and how mm -hmm. he would define, and, and I'm using the word he, cause that's just how we describe God, even though God to me is not a man or a woman, it's an entity. But mm -hmm. I wanted to see how God defined love and how I could cleanse my palate from all of those limited beliefs and what religion taught me that wasn't working for me anymore about right. love and whatnot. And I wish that women, and I wish that we would teach our daughters, this is what we need to be doing by the time we learn, oh, I like boys. Okay, well, we gotta define what that means. So then you don't have to ask somebody like Rika or Claudia, he does X, Y, and Z. Does this mean he loves me? Well, I don't know. Does he? What is your definition, sweetheart? Yeah, but it's, I, I think in, in if we have that bar with all our relationships, because the same way that a man can betray you, your best friend can betray you. I and I, and I, just, I just experienced something like that, you yeah. know? And I was heartbroken because the person that I thought she was is not. And... It took me by surprise because you think you know. And it was funny because I was with a client and we were talking about her relationship with her boyfriend. And I said, and we were talking about, I don't know what's wrong with him because he's being very aloof and blah, 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 and this and that. And we were talking about what a good relationship and a healthy relationship is. And I talk about my relationship with my best friend not my relationship with my husband or my daughters or, or anybody else, because I said to her, your boundaries should go with every relationship. Every relationship should have trust. Every relationship should have respect. Every relationship should, ha should have communication. Every relationship should have the opportunity for you to compromise, but never settle. Never shrink to fit and become somebody that you're not to please that other person. And that should be in every relationship in your life, even with your boss. So why is it that we don't see that and we think that we only have to put boundaries with our partner, you know, our husband, our girlfriend, our boyfriend? Why? We got to put boundaries with every relationship that we have. So then we can navigate that relationship feeling that we're not becoming somebody else to be able to be in that relationship. Yeah. And do you find like when when we do not have boundaries mm -hmm. in 
our romantic friendships boss. It is, that's extremely hard because then you feel like I'm tap dancing for this person. I'm a different person with this person. I, you're not really actually being fully you. And exactly. that is a struggle in this human experience. Like if exactly. you're not being fully you on all layers and levels and relationships, that is a turmoil that, that is not fun. I, I, I don't like that. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So I, that is one of my goals is like the way I am with my boss and there's been a lot of things this year that I've had to set boundaries with and talk mm -hmm. to her about. And, you know, now we're um, have a better boss employee relationship. Right. Um, my boundaries with my friends. I love them. I have great conversations with my friends, like everything. I I just uh, you're, anyway, you're so right. <laughs> I don't have to go on a tangent with that. I, I, I do want to get to the relationship you're in now. And I have uh, obviously a few more questions. And let me say this before you continue with the with my third marriage. Yeah. It's important that we recognize the triggers. And it's in, because the triggers, they're like a compass, you know, they tell us what we need to work on more. But we also need to be honest with ourselves when we are in a relationship that is toxic. Usually people that has trauma like to hurt other people because they don't want to keep being in pain and they don't do this hard on purpose. So there has to be a little bit of empathy and compassion for those people. Just don't allow that your empathy and compassion give them permission to stay in your life and hurt you. Yes. yes. You can say, I am so sorry that you are going through this, but you don't have a space in my life because what I want my tribe to look like is not aligned with you Say or the that. person that you are. I thought you were a different person and I wanted you in my tribe, but I realized you're not. So I no longer want you in my tribe. Yes. And you need to be able to say things like that. Yes. I, I need you, um, as you're listening to this, to write what Claudia said down. Empathy and compassion does not mean you allow people to stay in your life. That's not what that means. You can be empathetic and be compassionate and give people grace outside of your life exactly all right okay so um in the second marriage when we first started talking about that you said you were more in, maybe in lust especially in the beginning mm -hmm. than do you have a definition for us of what you believe lust is and what you believe maybe love is for you but i think that when you love or you're in love with somebody you're a friend that's a that's an ingredient that you don't have if you only have lost for somebody you know what i'm saying it's just physical when you have the other component when you feel that you can go to this partner that you are in lost with with your issues with your problems with your dreams with your aspirations with your vision then that person becomes something more than just lost oh i love that i, I love it okay um oh, okay so i had a thought so let me just say it I, I hear what you're saying because I feel like when we're in lust, kindness goes out the window. We right. That we need to be kind to each other because this is your friend. And so even when you have like a, a, um, a, a uncomfortable conversation or a disagreement with your friend, we're always still like nice about it. Like, mm -hmm. So it, it's the in the in kind, like we forget about that when we're so like, I'm in lust and you are mine and I own you and it's all ego. Right. So love that definition. So. Okay, so we get, um, let's go on to the, um, the, the your marriage that you're now. Um, mm -hmm. 
So you get out of your second marriage. How is the marriage? How long have you been married now? 17 years. 17. Woo, Claudia, I love it. What's the difference? Why did you marry him? Did you know it was different? We were, we were seven years engaged and we didn't live together. And then, um, you know, he had some heart problems and it was kind of like a wake up call for us. Like stop, let's stop postponing our life together. Um, I, I deal, my biggest growth has been with my husband because I had to learn about accountability with myself. Uh, even before him and I was in my thirties, I was often on a victim place. Everything was happening to me. And these people don't understand me. Oh, and it's wow. because of it. Because my mom did this or my boyfriend did that or whatever. Everybody It's everybody's fault. And not until I had to face my own limitations, I was able to embrace who I was, come clean, and embrace the relationship as it is, not as what I wanted to be and grow from there. It's so much you said, Claudia. Ah, let's go back to the accountability part. I, you're so right. And do you find that a lot of women, your clients, are they all women or are they men too? Very few men, but most of them are women. And, and you know, at the beginning, they always do that. You know, it's like yeah. his fault. He did do this. He doesn't understand me. He's this, he's that. And I'm like, First of all, it's so funny to me when people communicate and they don't make sure to find out what the other person heard. Like what you say, I I think I heard you say that. People usually don't do that. And one of the things I tell my clients to do is ask him, what did you hear me say? Yes, yes. What did you hear me say? Yes. Because I can go to my husband. I mean, just an example. Not that this exactly happened, but I can go to him and say, um, why are we having dinner with so-and-so? And he will turn around and say, why do you not like that person? Did I say I don't like that person? I'm just finding out why we're having dinner with that person. Right, right, right. But, but the other person that you're talking to, call it your husband or your friend or your boss or whoever, is listening to what you're saying, but is receiving something else. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we are all wired differently. So we receive what what people tell us based on our traumas, our insecurities, our experiences, our limited beliefs, all that counts. And then we translate what they are telling us. And we decide this is what he meant. Yep. Because we translate our feelings. Right. We're not always accurate. Exactly. If we're not doing the work, we translate what somebody is saying to us through our feelings. Mm -hmm. And even when we're doing the work, so, uh, you know, obviously I've been doing the work for a while and you, and you have two. And so I want to see if maybe you, you experience this as well. So, and somebody may say something to me and I may have the feeling, Mm -hmm. but I I do do that, Claudia. I always say, okay, wait, let me make sure I'm hearing you right. I'm having a moment. Okay. And then I re-ask because I laugh at myself now. I'd be like, oh my God, that really hurt your feelings. (laughs) Okay. Let me make sure. Right. 
let me make sure I heard Claudia correctly. So I do that. I do that with my friends. I do that with my boss. That's why I did it with you. Like, I just mm -hmm. want to make sure that the language that you're using is how I'm computing it. And right. If it's not, then we can correct it. And, and right. that's what, um, you know, a lot of um, people who have been married for a very long time, you know, you always ask them, what's the secret sauce? And everybody always says communication. Right. And I think that a lot of people, when they're not doing the work, they don't really know what that means. They just hear, oh, we just got to be talking. No, mm -hmm. the communication part is, okay, I may have had a misunderstanding. Let me ask you if I heard it correctly. And then you get to the bottom of it. Right. That to me is communication. But it's so many ingredients. You yeah. know, my dad used to say happiness is like making a cake. You got to have a little bit of milk, a little bit of flour, a little bit of sugar, a little, a couple of eggs. All together will make your happiness. But would you have a cup of, I don't know, flour by itself? No. All together will work. So you cannot do work on one part of your life and not do the work in the other part of your life because you're not going to have that balance. Right. And, and, and that balance is necessary for you to be happy. I love it. I love it. Um, so I want I do I want to get into the religion aspect a little bit. We touched on it mm -hmm. earlier when we said that you know you were taught um, and felt like religion taught you this that we don't get a divorce. Mm -hmm. um, so how would you say religion affected the way you saw relationships negative to, negatively? Yeah, that's word. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then we we'll, we can get into the positives, but. Because um, I know you and I, we we believe you. Like I said, you grew up Catholic. I grew up Christian. We believe in God. Um, mm -hmm. and we were able to even through it all keep our relationship with God. Right. So yeah. So that is my first question. When you were younger, how did religion negatively affect how you viewed the world and dating? It it limited me. <laughs> so I think so you know when I was a kid, I didn't really ponder too much on it. I just accepted whatever was taught to me as a fact and as the truth. When I grew up, uh, when I was a teenager, I started to question things and they were, those questions were not always welcome. It was like, you're not supposed to ask that. You're not supposed to ask because that's what faith is. And then you start growing and then you start studying and then the emotional intelligence play a huge part in me growing and seeing things differently. So I decided, it was funny because I had a thing in my refrigerator where my kids were little. It says, when, when God created men, she was just practicing. <laughs> but I, I always had a very healthy relationship with God. And I tell you why. I didn't get mad at God for the things that happened. Because for me, it was more like, you know, things had to happen for me, not to me. And when you think that way, you start being grateful for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because you know that the, the, the bigger picture is going to be better than what you're experiencing in that moment. And that, for me, is faith. Knowing that somebody else is in control and when I don't have any more resources it's gonna work out no matter what you know there was this joke about this person in the middle of the ocean that um 
was about to drown and then a helicopter came and he's like, no, 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 God is going to save me. And then a boat came and no, 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 God is going to save me. And then he dies. So then he goes to God and God said, what happened? And he goes, I don't know. You didn't send, you didn't save me. And he goes, I send you a boat. I send you an helicopter. I mean, what else do you want from me? You know, so we need to be able to recognize those things and see, okay, if the same thing keeps happening to you, it's because you haven't learned the lesson. You need to learn the lesson. And once you learn the lesson, you're probably going to make another mistake. But you know what? You're going to grow. And you, little by little, even if it's a one-inch step, you are moving forward to be the masterpiece that you're meant to be. And yes, you will make mistakes. But you, if once you learn the lesson, you're not going to make the same mistake. Exactly. I, I said that to my girls. Make a lot of mistakes. Just don't make the same one. Just don't make the same one. Learn the mm-hmm. lesson. Um, <laughs> And I love that you gave that analogy with like, oh, God save me. He sends a helicopter. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Save me. Um, Pastor T.D. Jake says this as well. He says, God is in the tree making business. He will mm-hmm. not make a chair. Right. A, make the, if we want something to sit on, we got to make, make the chair. Creation and say, oh, out from out of this, mm-hmm. I can make this. Exactly. So from out of my life, I can create this. Right. It's about choices. And I love how you said that you were not mad at God for being in this abusive relationship in these relationships that you were in. You took accountability for yourself and said, oh, I made this choice. I made it. So yeah. I I need to change. You know, I have a, um, a question that I ask um, uh, my listener often and my clients is, mm-hmm. what do your behaviors with men show you about you? This is your behavior. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was narcissistic. Yes, he was abusive. And yes, what he did to you was not right. But why did you allow it? That's exactly. Because again, we treat, we teach our pe- the people how t- we want to be treated. And if we allow certain things, then who is responsible? You are responsible because you're allowing it. Yeah. So yeah. don't go and cry in the corner and say, you know, my husband cheated on me 10 times. Well, yeah. you didn't do nothing the first time. Yeah. 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 Okay, so um, I I want to get to your book and talk about how you came up with, um, you know, creating your book. So the last question I want to ask you about your marriage that you're in mm-hmm. now, 17 mm-hmm. years, and I am assuming and hoping and praying that you are happy and you guys are great uh, and a healthy relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you describe to us single women, <laughs> what is a healthy relationship to you? For me, I felt that I learned how I like my ex. That's, I knew who I was when I came into this marriage. I knew, I knew and I liked myself. So it was easy for me to believe that my husband would like myself too and love myself because I already had a relationship with myself. I didn't emulate. I didn't become somebody else to be with this person. This person is with me because he loved me just the way I am. Do I need to grow? Absolutely. Do I need to, you know, file some sharp edges? Of course I do. We all have to do that. That's part of our journey. But I think a healthy relationship is a relationship that allows you to be who you are and empowers you to be better each day. I love that. Ooh, especially the empowers you to be better each day. 
Um, as you know, Claudia, I was just in Vegas where you live. Um, mm -hmm. I missed you, but I, me and my friend Cameo, we were there for like 50 hours. And I said, we were on the strip. We went to Fremont. We got <laughs> on a plane and came all the It's way. okay. I understand. Uh, right. The day I got back, I spent the whole day. Well, I was tired. But um, so the guy that I'm talking to now, it's so funny. The girl who just did my hair, she straightened all this. She asked me, she was like, because um, she knows the relationship I was in in the past. Mm -hmm. She said, so how did he do while you were in Vegas? And I go, he did not care. Like I got to tell him, yo, this Australian dude just took me and my friend Cameo and bought us drinks. And he was mm -hmm. laughing. He was like, oh, you go get you an Australian uh, sugar daddy, blah, blah, blah. And I love that because the relationship I was in prior. You couldn't. I couldn't do that. So you couldn't be yourself. I can tell my husband anything, anything. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I can be in a place where there is a beautiful woman and I can tell my husband, that's a beautiful woman. Absolutely. And point out that that's a beautiful woman yeah. and not have a problem at all with yeah. my husband looking at the woman, thinking yeah. she's a beautiful woman. And maybe, you know, you want me to introduce you to her? You know, yeah. I'll tell you something funny. Of course. Like when we joke about it, like I want people to think he's beautiful. I think he is. You should too. <laughs> One time we went, we went to this concert and somebody invited us to their box and in a, in a, like in an arena and we were in the box and neck in the next box was Shakira. So my husband was like, Shakira is in the next box. And I'm like, uh-huh. Because I, I mean, I like Shakira. She's great, but I never been the kind of person who goes crazy for an entertainer, whatever. I, they're very talented people out there, but they're human. They're entertainer, Claudia. They're human. So I said, yeah, that's Shakira. And he goes, oh my God, could you believe Shakira is here? And he was totally like, you know, going, start, how you say that? Star, star Trek? Or star, star, yep, yeah, star that. Yep. So I said, come here. And I go, Hola, ¿cómo estás? In Spanish, right? And she goes, Ah, oh, tú hablas español, yeah. I'm from Peru, I'm from Colombia, this, this, and that. And I said, I want to introduce you to my husband, Shakira Ed Ed Shakira. Right. <laughs> and he was like, right. Oh my God. Yes, yes. And that's the relationship I want. And, I, and, and that's another um, uh, thing about taking accountability because a lot of the clients that I worked for in the past, mm -hmm. They also were the jealous type, right? And they also were very toxic and um, didn't realize the cage and pressure that they were putting on their guys too. They would have never introduced their guy to Shakira, you know, because of the insecurities within them. Or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not this or what if he leaves but me? But that's a self-esteem issue. It has nothing to do with the guy. You can be with 10 different guys and have the same exact issue. You have to work on that issue with yourself. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you have to figure out your worth. Yeah. If you then the day that you know your value, you stop giving discounts. Oh, That's it. You said stop. You are supposed to be at Target, girl. Why are you at the dollar store? <laughs> what is happening? Um, and then one more example of that. So again, the guy that I'm uh, talking to now, he said that he really um he realized that, our, that I was a different kind of woman and our relationship was different and healthy when he was able to tell me, so he drives for Lyft as well. And mm -hmm. um, uh, when you leave something in the car, Uber, Lyft, you can let Uber and Lyft know like, hey, I left my cell phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. They will then let you message the driver. So a girl, right. as old as she want to be, I loved it. She, she was like, um, <laughs> she lied and told Lyft that she had left something in his car. So he got a message. He woke up to a message one day and it said, Hey, I think I left my number in your car. You should call me and let oh. her number, right. So he told me that. And I was laughing. I said, "She bold. I wish I was that bold." <laughs> I said, so did you call her? 
So let's call her together. Exactly. <laughs> the relationship I wanted me to normally his past girls would have been like, what did you do to make her feel like she can leave her number and this and that and blah, blah, yeah, blah. No, no. And I was like, yeah, you was That's little- toxic. You yeah. want to know what's toxic? That's toxic. Yeah. Because it has to be a level of respect and a level of trust. If you don't have trust in a relationship, no matter what relationship it is, how can you be in relationship? Exactly. You cannot. I don't, want, I don't want to be on pins and needles all the time. Please. No. Not so, healthy. Yeah, exactly. Not healthy. So, okay, let's talk about your book, Bright, Brighter Day. Um, and I know you have your journals. So how This do you- is my book, yes. Brighter Days. It's um, 88 most important lessons learned in life for women that want to increase their confidence, resilience, and courage. I love that. And this was a work of love. I wrote this book for my daughters because I've been sick a lot, not with a cold. I had cancer three times. So I've been sick a lot. And I wanted to be able to write different stories and different lessons and different things for them in the event that one day I'm not around. But it was so rewarding to see so many people buying my book and liking my book. Um, I'm working on a book for, um, for couples now, a relationship book. And um, I think, I mean, I'm putting a lot of love in that project, but I think this this is always going to be my my favorite child. Right, it's your first, so yeah. It's my first, yeah. yeah. And then I have the journals. I have this journal for children, and it's called my gratitude journal. I have this one, I Don't Shrink to Fit. I love that. I love for that. women, and it's super easy. You have three prompts in the morning, three prompts in the afternoon, and affirmations in the bottom that you can take with you as a mantra the whole day, but it really empowers you and helps you stay focused on what it is that you want in your life. And at the end, I have exercises. I have um, a letter that you write, and it says, today I forgive myself for, because I think it's important that we start with us. And so many times we talk to ourselves so nasty and our brain, you know, is so important. Our thoughts are so important. And the the kinder that we are with ourselves, I think the better um, attitude we have in life, the more grateful we are and we appreciate life better. You know, It, it has to start with us. And I experiment with my husband with this one, but then I decided he didn't want to have all these flowers so I did <laughs> the the abundance journal for men. Okay. Yeah. And uh it's similar but not exactly the same as the one for women. And it says mindset go in the bottom. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I and I love that. You know, I, I love to be able to do things that are going to ooh, my dog just sneak in. Sorry. No, no worries. <laughs> I love that, that I can do things to empower people and in and, and my journal for kids are in some magnet schools too. So Teaching children gratitude since they're little, I think is so important, especially right now in this world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I will put the links to Claudia's books and journals in the show notes, of course. But Claudia, is there maybe a favorite page, a favorite chapter, a favorite paragraph um, of something that you can read for us out of your book right now? Yeah. Because I I love the title. I love it. Let me see. I had some. 
this is this is very insightful. Let me put my glasses on. Yes, man. So that. I look smart. Oh, <laughs> okay. I love them. Yeah. Never try to convince somebody of your worth. Sometimes they must learn to appreciate our absence when they didn't appreciate our presence. A friend of mine said to me, there is nothing you can do if you are not the person they want to see coming through the door. No matter what you do, you won't ever be that person. I'm not what you think you are. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> we can get this book on Amazon. I know you have a website as well. Or where do you suggest that we buy the book? Yeah, they can go to my website. It's um, brighterdays.com or they can buy it in Amazon as well. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I will put that in the show notes. So, all right, Claudia, again, I appreciate you um, taking your Saturday to record this with me. And I know you're not feeling well. So I just have <laughs> one last question. Go ahead. If we missed anything, is there anything else you need to say to my audience? Well, I would like to tell your audience that not, not to compare themselves with anyone. We all have gifts and we all open those gifts at different time, you know, and that's something that we also, sh we should also teach our children. We all have gifts. We just open them at different time. Love yourself. You are enough. You're worthy of being loved. And if somebody doesn't appreciate it, it's their issue, not yours. It is their issue, not yours. I love it. Okay. All right. Again, Claudia, thank you so much for being on Single You, the podcast. Appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And one more disclaimer. I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18, 19 years of radio, September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. Rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, <laughs> by rating this podcast as well. Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo, on my podcast, I need that intro back. <laughs> and he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, of course, it was inspired by Beyonce. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.